Welcome to another episode of Ask Danny. Well, I tell you, over the years, I have been asked thousands of home improvement questions. So each week here on Ask Danny, I'll bring in one of my expert friends and we'll tackle some of your questions, share a few tips, and also tell you a few entertaining stories to help you out with your project. So remember, next time you have a question, Ask Danny. This week, our guest is Josh Hembry, who is a third-generation air conditioning and heating professional from Hembry Air Conditioning and Heating. And Josh, I really appreciate you dropping by and being a part of our podcast today. Danny, thank you so much for having me. I've, I have just grown up being a big fan of yours, and it's <laughs> such an honor to be here today. Oh, man, we're going to have some fun and, and really answer a lot of questions we get all the time because, you know, it's still it's such an important part of your home, your air conditioning, and it's still a bit you know, mysterious. People right. still don't get it sometimes. So, right. you know, we get a lot of questions about, you know, my air conditioning used to work pretty good. It's mm. not cooling as well as it should now. Uh, what are some common things that you've run across over the years that are causing problems with an air conditioning system just not performing like it should? Yes. Yeah, so definitely in the summertime, you start to notice your system not working at 100% more than, you know, so mm-hmm. to say, in, in more mild times of the year. But there really are a variety of issues that could cause a system to not cool your home properly, right? Mm-hmm. If I had to pick the most common issue that we see, it's really going to result into refrigerant charge issues, freon Mm -hmm. charge issues, if Mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. If a system gets a little low on refrigerant, it's going to make the system struggle to properly cool your home. So if you notice everything's working properly, the system's moving air like it should, it's even cooling, just not cooling well enough, most likely it's a refrigerant issue. Now, isn't that sometimes that what causes a system outside to actually freeze up? Yes, yes, that's really bizarre to me. I never have quite understood that, that, you know, in the middle of the summer and it's not working very well, you look at your outside condenser unit and there's ice on it. At that point, I'm completely puzzled. Isn't that bizarre? Right. So HVAC systems have to be properly tuned with just the proper amount of refrigerant in it. And if it springs a leak, so to speak. If it starts leaking out refrigerant, it can cause all sorts of issues, just like that freezing up that you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just so, so strange. Now, when you're talking about, you know, a system that maybe performed well, mm-hmm. and then maybe it's not performing that well, could be leaks in the ductwork. It's so right. common. I mean, you know, you're getting uh, people get up in their attic, and they're getting their <laughs> Christmas decorations down right. and, oh, you shouldn't be stepping on that over there right. and things like that. And I know the Department of Energy says there's as much as 30 percent of the homes in the country have problems with ductwork. What's, what's the best way? I mean, I know a homeowner can kind of do a little bit of screening sure. on that, but there's got to be a more uh, sophisticated way to go about finding leaks in your system. Absolutely. You know, the thing I like to say is all systems, all ductwork systems leak to a certain degree. So the real question is, how do you locate and minimize those leaks on the ductwork system? Mm -hmm. So step one, a visual inspection, you know, a visual inspection of the duct system is a really easy thing to do if you're comfortable with getting up in your attic. Mm -hmm. If you're not, call your local HVAC dealer and let them get up in the in the attic, and especially in the summertime, the hot attic, right, to let them right. do the work. Beyond that, there are some simple things you can do, such as just turn your system on. And if you are comfortable with getting up in your attic, feel for cool air. Mm-hmm, Go mm-hmm. around the attic, feel for cool air. Make sure there's no obvious kinks in the system. Make sure there's no obvious tears or, or maybe a Christmas box got put on it or something like that. Right. Just do a good visual inspection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have been, um, and, and that's very true during the summer. I know one particular project that we did a couple years ago uh, had a little bitty catwalk right through the middle of the um, attic and going there. And it was 130 degrees up there. You've been there. You know right. it can oh, get yes. that. 
yes, many that times. hotter, hotter. And all of a sudden, there was this little burst of cold air, and right. we're looking all around, and it was just where a little bit of the duct work, and unfortunately, whoever did it did not use the proper type of duct tape, mm. and it had just slowly peeled away, and it was pouring out of there. The homeowner was amazed. We showed him how to do some duct mastic and so forth to seal it up, made a heck of a difference, but it also alerted them to, hey, I've got to look at the rest of the system and make sure it's okay. So very, very important from, from that standpoint. You know, another thing we hear about is you know, you'll maybe be doing some work around the house and so forth. You've got your air conditioning systems past your its life expectancy. Mm-hmm. They're deciding, okay, we've got to replace the system. We're going to go with an efficient unit. Uh, why don't you go ahead and size that up a half a ton <laughs> for me? You've, you've heard people say that, oh, yes. and I know you've had to say, okay, let me explain. Um, bigger is not better, and here's why. Because it's hard to explain to someone sometimes that by going with a slightly larger unit can actually do less of a job and cost you more money in the long run. Danny, you are exactly right. Having a system that is oversized is really a bad idea. Mm -hmm. So especially if you live in a high humidity climate, okay? Mm -hmm. So when your system is running, it's trying to do two different things. The most obvious is it's trying to adjust the temperature, you know, in, in the summertime, trying to cool your home. But what it's also doing is it's removing moisture from the air at the same time to dehumidify the home, okay? So if you have a system that's oversized, it's going to cool the home from the temperature perspective rapidly. But that's that's just it. It's going to cool it too rapidly Mm -hmm. because removing the moisture, that takes longer than removing, than lowering the temperature. So if you let, if you have a system that's oversized, it's going to cool the home so quickly that it turns off because it reached that set temperature, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before it properly removes the moisture from the air. Well, and that's why I guess, you know, you hear so much about the variable speed and, Mm. you know, again, something that's very confusing to homeowners. Well, how could I be saving money when that system is running a lot more, but it's running at such a low volume, you know, using so little electricity, but it also is doing a a lot better job in pulling that humidity out. And and, and you know what? You get a lot more of an even, comfortable airflow through the house, whereas when you have those over, you know, that that system turns on and it's blowing, (laughs) it's off. You're right. hot and cold, hot and cold. That's not good for anybody. That's absolutely right. The the variable speed systems are just phenomenal systems. And like you just said a second ago, they run at a lower speed to properly dehumidify the home, to properly remove that moisture from the air in a way that the single speed systems just can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing is uh, some of the new modern things. Well, I say they're new and modern, maybe <laughs> new and modern to the United States. But when I've traveled over in Europe many years ago, down in the Caribbean and everything, you always saw the little uh, ductless mini split systems. You know, they were just, uh, they were everywhere. And I went, why do they do that instead of ductwork and so forth? Now they have invaded over the last 10 years, <laughs> invaded right. the United States. And there's a lot of practical reasons why a mini split makes sense. First of all, for our podcast listeners, explain exactly what that is and where in the house would this be a good choice? Yeah, I would love to. So a ductless mini split system, if you haven't heard of that before, it's it's just that. It's ductless. It's, so it's a, it's a central heating and cooling system, but it does not 
use ductwork to distribute the air throughout your home. So instead, it's really designed just for single spaces. That's when they're best used. So a shed, a garage, a sunroom, a bonus room, anything like that to where you really just have one bigger space instead of multiple rooms like a central system with ductwork needs, that's where they really shine. Like like closing in that garage. How many Absolutely. people, I mean, you've done hundreds of oh, those yes. where people have decided to, you know, well, it's got a roof, it's got a, it's got a slab. <laughs> hey, let's throw some walls up and we're, right. we're good. Uh-oh, what do we do about air conditioning? That's right. And so often, if you try to tap into your existing system, assuming that it is sized properly, it's it's just not going to provide that punch. You, you, a lot of times you have the travel of mm-hmm. the ductwork and get the airflow out there. You also to do it right, mm-hmm. as as um, you know, we we tell people a lot. You got to have that return air too. You that's can't right. just throw air out there. That's You've right. got to have return air for the proper sampling. Uh, so that's also um, an excellent place for that. Instead of the other way we used to do it, is just to put the wall mounted unit, and that, that reminds me too much of a hotel room. <laughs> and we don't want that. But I will say this too, just for your listeners. So if you do want to enclose a part of your home and and heat or cool it just like a garage, so to speak, most likely your current central system is not big enough to cover that additional square footage because it was designed to cover the square footage of your home without that space. Mm -hmm. So if you start trying to run a duct run to it and cool that additional space, it really could cause problems across your home. Well, you know, one thing I, I remember a couple projects that we did, of course, over the years, I've built thousands of additions. And, mm-hmm. and I remember um, having an air conditioning pro do, you know, the manual J calculation sure. right. based on there was insulation in the current house mm-hmm. that had, you know, it was down to like an R11. So, I mean, mm-hmm. almost nothing. Sure. And then that was being upgraded to an R38. So that was lessening the load right. on the basic house. And it actually worked out that the 400 square feet of the garage area that we were doing, mm-hmm. we actually could upgrade the insulation, actually use the ductwork, right. and, of course, return air. And it was just one of those situations. It didn't always work out sure. that way. Sure. But, you know, um, I guess it was about $1,800 worth of insulation upgrade right, right. lessened the load enough that it actually did a good job on that, but that's not always the case. That's not always the case, but the key there is the insulation because uh-huh. but for that insulation, that scenario, it probably wouldn't have worked right. That's right. But the insulation there was your friend for sure. Exactly. Okay, you know, people will, um, we, we tell people all the time, and I finally got into a habit of putting a little tiny sticker on the side of my refrigerator because we're in the refrigerator every day, every right? Day. So so what a great little, uh, let's call it a message board there for the house. House. And I'll I'll put a little note there on um, when the you know when I change my filter or not when I change my filter last when the new filter needs to be you know changed That's right. but also when the next servicing needs to take place and and uh, we. We recommend, of course, it's best to have your system serviced by a pro um, mm-hmm. twice a year. Sure. Um, I feel kind of uh, good if we can get everybody to do it at least once a year. <laughs> but but tell us this. Um, people say, well, what do they do? Right. Tell us, what do you do basically in, in good layman's terms sure. when your serviceman's out there opening that unit? What basically is the checklist that they're going down? What a great question, Danny. Thank you for that. So, yes. So, maintenance. We call it preventative maintenance on your heating and cooling system. It is such a big deal and it's so important to do because what you're doing is you're letting the system 
have a checkup. You know, similar to when you go to a doctor to have a checkup, it's the same thing for your HVAC system. And when you have an HVAC dealer go out and do that, they're doing a top-down inspection of your cooling system, of your heating system. They're checking dozens of things, really, from, from all the electrical components to make sure they're having proper voltage. They're making sure all the electrical wiring is secure and tight and that nothing's come loose. They're cleaning your condenser coil. They're cleaning your evaporator coil. And a big thing when in a hot climate is they're cleaning your condensate drain mm-hmm. because condensate drains have a tendency to get clogged oh, in, the, yeah. in the cooling system. Season, and so a good preventative maintenance is cleaning that as well. Good. It's definitely well worth it because, you know, we always tell people not only is it going to make your system safe operating. That's right. You're going to save money because when it's cleaner, it's working more efficiently. Absolutely. And also, you know what, it's going to last a lot longer because sure. if you neglect that thing, you know, average life expectancy, I think it's around 12 years That's or right. so. Yeah. Uh, there's many systems that we've all seen that have exceeded that. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that usually have that proactive homeowner that really uh, will have it serviced on a regular basis so that it could, it's running. Um, just so that it's, it's, it's kind of like, a, let's call it changing the oil in your car. If That's you don't right. change your oil in the car, you're not getting that much mileage out That's of that right. thing. That's right. What we recommend is twice a year preventative mm-hmm. maintenance. Once in the spring, you know, just before before the heat wave comes, have an HVAC dealer come do a top-down and preventative maintenance on your air conditioning system, and then do the same thing again in the fall for your heating system. Well, this is some great information about air conditioning, and you know, just like we always talk about, it's like sitting on the tailgate talking to a pro, getting a good, straightforward answers like that. We're going to take a real short break. When we come back, Josh has a pretty interesting story for us. Hey, if you have a question about your home or just need a little help with the project, head over to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Use the form there to send photos, share what you're working on, and ask us any question at all. Okay, Josh, I'll tell you, you know, we've all been out to hundreds and hundreds of houses, and, you know, there's always uh, things that happen here and there. Uh, uh, share with us something that's happened uh, during your course of being an air-conditioned heating pro. So in any home services industry, you know, it's just that we're going into people's homes. We're going into their environment. They're not coming to our environment. So you never quite know what you're going to get into. And a story that comes to mind is two of my great service technicians were going to a service call, and they uh, the homeowner called them when they were on the way and said, hey, I'm running a few minutes behind, but go ahead and go and get started. You you can start looking at my outdoor unit. They said, yes, sir, no problem. So they get there, pull up into the driveway, get out of their truck, get their tools, you know, get prepared. And they start walking to the back gate because the outdoor unit was in the backyard behind the fence. As they go to that gate, they see this massive dog, Uh okay, just Uh really, really big dog. But because the homeowner said, you know, don't worry about it, just go on in, they they were a little nervous, but they said, you know, the homeowner wouldn't have said that if the dog was a problem. <laughs> so you can kind of see where this is going, right? <laughs> so they go into the backyard, and the dog was very uh, wary of them and unsure, but thankfully he didn't do anything. A few minutes later, the homeowner gets there, and he jumps out of his car, and he is just shocked. And he said, how in the world did my dog not bite you? Wow. My dog is very protective. I thought he was put up. Oh, boy. Boy. <laughs> so boy, that's a dangerous so scenario there. That's right. So thankfully nothing happened. But it just goes to show you, you got to always be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> 
Well, your your guys must have uh, put off a pretty um, friendly vibe. That's you know, right. That guys an aggressive are great. That's vi- right. Vibe on it. They must have smiled a lot. Um, <laughs> something similar, but nothing to do with air conditioning. I was doing a large project one time. So it's very similar. All I had to do was just a little bit of caulking to finish up a sizable project. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, um, I was on my way there, and the homeowner, similar, said, hey, look, uh, I'm going to be a few minutes late. Mm-hmm. Just go through the back gate, and I'll leave that back door open for you, and I'll be there before you finish. I said, okay, fine. So... I walk in, not paying attention. I look up, and here's this very large, aggressive dog. Oh, man. And he has a chain on him attached to one of these, you know, you know those traditional metal tables that sure. you see, kind of oh, stamped yes. metal tables mm-hmm. out there. And they had a large, old-fashioned pool that was fairly mm-hmm. deep with a diving board and so forth. And here comes the dog. The dog starts charging, and he's dragging the metal table behind him that suddenly oh, no. slips into the pool. Oh, no. It goes straight to the bottom of the 10-foot pool, and there goes the dog in. The dog is there struggling to to be able to um, – it kept going under, going under, and I said, well, I can't see – all right, this dog's trying to bite me, <laughs> and I can't let him drown. Right. So I reached in and grabbed his collar and pulled the dog up, pulled the chain on up. Of course, at that point, the dog said, I don't know what kind of superpowers you have, but I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> Five minutes later, I hadn't even gotten in the house. Five minutes later, the homeowner came in and said, what did you do to my dog? Yeah. I said, uh, right. uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> How so, do I explain? <laughs> let me tell you, when you go out on houses, you know, go out to houses like that, lots and lots of things uh, happen. So, well, Josh, this has been really good in being able to take care of a lot of the common questions that we hear. Uh, what about a, just a little last little tidbit of advice that you would give listeners? Mm, what a great question. What I like to say is take care of your air conditioning system and it will take care of you. Because that is often one of the things that people don't think about maintaining and taking care of. But, oh, it's so important, especially in the hot summer months. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is certainly worth it. It's worth uh, putting some little timers where you can remember when that. Or, um, you know, like you guys have um, regular maintenance programs sure. where you don't have to worry about it, that you guys remind, right. re, you know, remind you. And you know how time right. goes by so fast. Right. It's a great way to go as well. Very professional organization. Now, what about if someone wants to read some of the information on your website where where can they find that information? Absolutely. We've got a great website full of helpful articles on HVAC maintenance and just general HVAC information. And it's real easy. www.hembryac.com. There you go. It's great information on there. Fantastic company. I love you know, um, multi-generation companies going into the third generation. So uh, uh, you've you've had a good pedigree of uh, being able to learn exactly what to do and what not to do. Josh Hembry, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Danny. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review and follow this podcast. I also invite you to visit todayshomeowner.com slash ask where you can send me any photos, ask any question, and let me know what topic you would like to hear more about. So remember, next time you have a question, ask Danny.